Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Time Lightment Podcast. This is episode eight into how poetry found me the visit. I would like to welcome you all once again and say to you, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I just want to talk to you guys once again about how poetry found me. I am your host, Leroy, and we are going to go on a movement that's about the feeling of life, the feeling of the mood that you found, find yourself in, and how that can become a poetic lesson for you. This is the opening into my world and how poetry found me. And I hope that by the time we get to that point, and we're not there yet, that you will see how your moments matter, how time matters, and how everything that you do when you're trying to pursue a dream, how that becomes vital to your very existence. I just want to say to you guys that it is wonderful to be here, to share this episode with you. And I know at times it might seem as if the journey is farther down the road than you would expect. But if you're walking, you're going to get there. If you run, you're going to get there. If you sprint, you're going to get there. But the thing that you cannot do is that you cannot quit. And I just want to thank you all for being here. This podcast, How Poetry Found Me, Time Lightning, is about life, love, loss, recovery, and being happy with yourself. These four five different things that we are pointing out is a very essence to you and your life when you think about who you are, that you are alive, that you do love, and that you will lose, and that life forces you to recover from that. And if you are able to recover from that, and if you see the vitality of recovery, then you'll be able to be happy with yourself. We are all here to learn that our journeys are rough, that they're tough, and they're spiritual. And as long as we're taking this journey, then we're on the journey to self-enlightenment. Most wise men and women that you hear of currently or even in previous years talk about self-enlightenment. And I'm, hope- and I'm hoping that this poetry session, that this podcast, the things that We're putting out there that you guys see the value in self-enlightenment because that teaches you to elevate to other levels. This teaches you that you have value in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode here is titled The Visit. This is me going back to Phoenix City, Alabama from Orlando, Florida to visit my mother. This journey to visit her, as I told you in the previous podcast, was one of me being a prankster. And I'm going to go delve deeper into that right after this promo. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to encourage you to visit my website, timelightment.biz. That's www.timelightment.biz. When you go to this website, you will see a five-volume series of books that you can invest in so you can begin the journey to self-enlightenment, the journey to understand that you have gifts and powers that you can use to change your life. 
you can click on and buy the softback copy for $13.95 and you can click on and buy the ebook for $7.95. This investment is something that when you do it, you will see clearly that it is worth every ounce of your being able to read them from cover to cover. So I encourage you strongly to go out, visit my website, pick up those books so you can take this journey along with me. If you're unable to get the website clearly, then you can go to Amazon, type my name, Leroy Fleming, and then begin to see the body of work that I have before you. Always start with the very first volume to the Time Lightman series. That way you can see how I ended up writing as many books as I have. Once again, I thank you for that. And I want to thank you once again for sharing my podcast. We're growing by leaps and bounds. And the reason we're growing as a family, as a community, is because we all share the same story. So I thank you for this expansion. Please share it with your neighbors. Tell someone to jump on there and start listening to it so that they can get the value in terms of what I'm trying to put out that is very impactful to their life. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back and I'm here to talk to you about the visit. As I told you earlier, when my mom called me and asked me, was I coming home? I told her, no, I don't think that I'll be able to make it because the job is going to keep me until the 24th. But I will send you some funds so that you can be able to enjoy your day. She says to me, oh, no worries. I kind of figured you wouldn't make it because you're so far away and you just move to where you are. But I love you and I'll talk to you later. When I hung up the phone, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say this to you. I was jumping for joy because this lovely lady in whom I love with all my heart, mind and soul did not know that I was trying to be a prankster. I mean, I'm so excited that when I lay down, I could barely sleep. I said to myself that I got her this time. She does not know that I'm coming to visit her. Ladies and gentlemen. When you love someone and you try to be a prankster, you want to see, can you really put it off? And my whole motivation was to pull this thing off. So I woke up that morning. I got up about four o'clock and I left about 4.30, 4.45. And the reason being is because the drive from Orlando to Phoenix City, Alabama is a few hours. And I thought I would drive while it's dark and I would watch the sunrise. And I don't know if you as a person have ever watch the sunrise but when I got up that morning and I began to take this journey to visit her it was dark there wasn't that many cars on the street and I'm thinking on this drive that I really got my mommy she's not no one coming to see her but I saw a bigger, bigger picture there's people out traveling the roads early into the morning because they have a destination that they have to get to They have something that's driving them towards either home or somewhere to do something important or impactful in their life. And I was doing the exact same thing. I was driving on Christmas Eve to go and see my mother. Why? Because I loved her. I thought about all the things she did for me. And I thought that this was the least I can do. And if they wouldn't have given it to me, I would have taken it anyway. Because this is the lady that brought me into the world. And I say to you guys, how many of you, when you think about your life, think about the woman that pushed you from her womb? Maybe circumstances are today in today's society that sometimes we're not able to 
hold on to our children. Circumstances cause us to give them away or have them adopted because we're unable to. But that person that becomes your parent becomes your loved one. My mother kept me and my brothers and sisters. So I felt this is the least I could do for this queen in my life. But I still had to try to play a prank on her. And I felt good about myself. As I'm driving, I begin to gradually see the skyline. That lets me know that the sun is on the verge of breaking through. And then I begin to see more cars as I'm traveling I-75 north. I begin to see the same thing that I passed previously. I begin to see like shadows of it during the night. And then it became visible during the day. And then the clouds begin to show. And sometimes there's a mist. And as the sun begins to progress, the sun's rays blows away that mist, burns it out of the atmosphere, and you have a nice, clean sky. I had my windows down to my Honda CRX that I still have about it, that I still have to this day, by the way. And I'm driving, and I'm thinking about my mom, I'm thinking about my brothers and sisters, and I'm thinking about everything that someone has done for me, everything that she has done for me, and the opportunities that I get to see another day. This day that I get to spend with my mother. And I'm driving, and I'm excited because I felt that I had done something amazing that my mother does not know that I'm coming. And that's what this visit was about, to show her, "Ah, I got you. And I'm excited in my mind. And I'm driving, and I'm thinking, and I finally reach Phoenix City. I pull up into the driveway, jump out the car, knock on the door. Ladies and gentlemen, when I walked in, this is what my mother said to me. She says, I knew you were coming because you did not sound right over the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, I took a pause right then and there, and it felt as if time had completely slowed down. She's smiling, and my only response was, how did you know I didn't sound right over the phone? Her response was, boy, I brought you into this world, and I know my children. How many of you have a parent or parents that when they look at you, they can look into your eyes and see your soul? This is what I thought my mom did to me. She said that she knew me. And I don't think she's talking about the physical part of me either. But she said she knew me because she brought me into this world. Ladies and gentlemen, I smiled back to her and I said, well, I guess... You must be right. You brought me into this world. And we had a smile. And as I began to look at the day, I began to sit there and I just began to gaze at where we had come from. I began to try to see into the future of what I really wanted to do for her as well as my family. Because it's your family or my family or your family that will hold you up when things get tough. But I looked into her eyes and I saw that she really loved me. And she knew that I really loved her. Sometimes these transitions that you make to try to change their lives require sacrifice. And she knew that I was sacrificing for her. 
as we sat there, she began to talk about certain things and I just began to listen. And I just began to look around at my brothers and sisters and the good time that we had. Then she said, well, everybody is here. I'm going to go lay down and I will see you all in the morning. We said good night to her. She went to her room and we just sat there. And I just sat there with my mind focused on her, focused on the fact that I left Phoenix City, Alabama, went to Montgomery, Alabama, went to Atlanta, Georgia, relocated to Orlando, Florida, all because I was seeking a way to take care of her. And I never really like told her directly, like everything that I'm doing, I'm doing because I want what's best for you. I laid down and I began to think and dream and I slept rather peacefully. That morning, she gets up, we all wake up and I have to depart now on Christmas day to come back to work. Gather up my clothes. And my mother would say, you don't really stay long. I said, no, ma'am. I'm working on something. We walk outside. Nice, beautiful day. I look in her eyes and I say, mom, I'm almost where I need to be. I just need you to hold on just a little bit longer. I smile at her. She looks at me and she smiles. And she says, I may give out, but I will never give up. I never heard those words from her before. So I kissed her on her forehead and I told her I loved her. I began to exit to my car and I didn't look back. I got in my car I sat there for a second, started up the engine to my Honda CRX, put it in reverse, waved at her, and I drove off. While I'm driving off, I make a promise to myself. How many of you have seen your life have seen the condition of your life, whether you were rich or poor, black or white, male or female, and you felt that you needed to make a promise to reaffirm who you are and what you feel you're on this planet to do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where I found myself. I'm driving the car and I say, This time next year, I will be able to spend more time with my mom and my family rather than always coming to stay for a day to see her and then I'm on my way back in pursuit of a dream. This dream that I dreamed was to provide for the lady that birthed me. And I'm going to do it no matter what. As I'm driving 
and departing from Phoenix City, going through Columbus, Georgia, going back to Atlanta to go I-75 South to return back to Orlando. I keep playing the song over and over in my mind. What does it take to make a dream come true? And how many of you think about that? How many of you right now at this moment thinking about what vital steps you need to take to make a dream come true? This is what I was thinking the whole time that I'm driving. And in my visions, all I see is my mom smiling and she's happy for the fact that I was working towards this dream. But her, her statement to me the whole time was, baby, you don't have to do this for me. If this makes you happy, then I'm happy. But you go after what's for you. But she didn't understand that I was tethered to her. That the tie that I had bind in my life was for her. I could never think of a time where I was doing something solely for me. It was always connected to my family. She being the primary reason for that. And as her son, I just couldn't break that. It stayed with me all the way back to Orlando, Florida. And this time it was even stronger because of that smile, because of that I may give out, but I'll never give up statement because she is my mother. I arrived back in Orlando, Florida, excited. I got to see her. Oh, by the way, I gave her some money too. I didn't mail that to her. I had to give that to her. That's my mom. So I gave her the money. I go upstairs back to my apartment and I lay across the bed and I'm thinking, that was a beautiful experience. And I will be glad when I finally complete this journey so that she can have the things that I want her to have. Ladies and gentlemen, that made my day, that made my night, and that was the beginning of my week. I was able to return back to a job that did not matter to me because the stages of development means that you got to sacrifice to get where you want. And when your income is running low and there's no avenue to your dream, then that simply changes all things. So I had to do that just so that I could survive, but I really kept my dream alive. And I was practicing to act on the stage with Orlando Black Essential Theater. Obed is what they called it. And I was excited about all the things that was transpiring in my life. And the young lady that I had met had become a really, really good friend to me. We was a part of the same group and we had the same dreams, we had the same aspiration. And that whole environment, people were trying to get their businesses off the ground because this is the vision that Michelle had for her company. And I really wanted to be a strong facilitator of that. I wanted to get involved to make it grow in the community. But you know, when you do that, the community sometimes don't respond the way that you want. She wanted to have sellout shows. We all wanted to have sellout shows. We wanted the community to come out to see this wonderful display of acting that we had. And the guy Willie that helped direct a lot of the plays, helped with the direction of a lot of the plays was the same way. 
who was trying to give the community a profound product. And that's all these rehearsals were about, profound product. Give everything that you have to the character. Make sure that you understand the direction and make sure the audience know what you're there to do. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a beautiful experience. When I got up that morning to go to work, I went to work very successfully. And when I got home, I received a call. And the call was from my brother. My brother said, I'm calling you because I just wanted you to know that our mother just went to the hospital. This is December 26th. I said, but what do you mean to the hospital? She was just, I, I was just with her yesterday. He said, yeah, I know. We're just letting you know that she's in the hospital. There's nothing serious. And if it's anything serious, we'll let you know. We expect her to be out anywhere. I said, okay, fine. In my mind, I said, God, what's going on right here right now? I'm not understanding, but everything is okay. Then she calls me and she says, baby, everything is okay. They just run a few tests. Everything is good. She said, you was just down here. So there's no need for you to turn around. And I said, Mom, if you need me to come back, I'll come back. She said, no, you don't need to come back. If anything goes wrong, we'll let you know. Thank you for coming in. Just enjoy your day and we'll keep you up to date. So I hung up the phone and I felt a little okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pause right there. Once again, I got to promote my material. I'm trying to get you to go out and get my material. And I'll be right back on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to How Poetry Found Me, you would know that I have a series of books that I really want you to invest in. I really want you to see the reflection of yourself in the material that I have. The material is universal. It can be applied to anybody, any environment, because the main thing is self-enlightenment. I need you to go to my website. Timelightment.biz. That's www.timelightment.biz. You can purchase the softback copy for $13.95. And you can also get the ebook for $7.95. If you don't want to carry that book with you, you can always have it on your tablet or your computer and read it at your leisure. If you can't find the website, then you can go to Amazon. Type of my name, Leroy Fleming, L-E-R-O-Y-F-L-E-M-M-I-N-G. And you can see my body of work. And you can get the Town Lightman series from Amazon. But you can't get the ebook from Amazon. You have to go through my website. Go out, purchase it. Promise you, you won't regret it. It'll be life-changing for you and anyone that reads it. And we're hoping that you enjoy the podcast that we're putting out. And thank you for allowing my podcast to grow. I really appreciate what you've done for me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. And I've talked about the visit, me going to see my mom, me having this dream for my mom, me coming back to Orlando to get busy on that dream that I had for my mom. Then I got a call from my brother telling me she's in the hospital. No worries. She'll be all right. Then she calls and says, no worries, you're just here, we'll be all right. If anything goes wrong, we'll call and let you know. And I'm working. And I'm thinking that everything is going to be all right. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes episode number eight. 
we will go into episode number nine next week. But I want to close with these quotes that I close with all of my podcasts. And I hope that you find a significant value in them because I think it resonates with life and anything that you want to do in life. The first quote is mine. I write, life does not require less of you. Life does not require more from you. Life only requires that you maximize the 24 hours. And then if you do, your life will be changed forever. And then there's the one and only Dr. Napoleon Hill. He says that if the mind can't conceive it and believe it, then the mind can achieve it. And then there's the dominating Antonio T. Smith Jr. He says, you can plant better. You can dominate. He's not talking about dominating people. He's talking about dominating your life by by planting stronger seeds of will and the ability to overcome so that you can accomplish your dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, as I, begin, as I get ready to close, I ask that you go to the website, purchase volume number one of the Tom Lightman series, and begin this journey. We are almost there. We are on the cusp of how poetry found me. And I will see you guys next week with episode nine. And episode nine is titled, How Poetry Found Me. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are at that moment. The big reveal is on the next podcast. I hope to see you all there. I hope that you share this with your friends. I hope that you're getting tremendous value. And I hope that that value will drive you to the website to invest in the work that I've written. And I hope that you will see the value in it. I know that there's value in it. And when we get to episode nine, you will see why it is so valuable. Once again, I'm your host, Leroy. And I will talk to you all next week. And until then, pursue your dreams until the end. Good evening.